Blog Talk Radio. This is our common ground, alternative activist empowerment talk radio, speaking truth to our and ourselves. Who are you? You don't know? Don't tell me, Negro, that's nothing. What were you before the white man named you a Negro? And where were you? And what did you have? What was yours? What language did you speak then? As you honor our forefathers and foremothers, I urge you to honor our living heroes. When you honor the names of Nat Turner, Harriet Tubman, and Malcolm X, I urge you to honor the names of Geronimo Gijaga, Sundiata Akoli, Matulu Shakur, and Mumia Abu-Jamal. America's chickens are coming home to roost. Violence begets violence. Hatred begets hatred. And terrorism begets terrorism. Our common ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Thank you for being with us. Stay tuned. Well, what the hell does one have to do to have a damn radio show around this joint? My goodness, my goodness. Thank you for staying with us. This is Our Common Ground. I'm Janice Graham, and we have been screwed for an hour. But I will not, I will not, repeat, I will not. Come on, Alpha, sing it with me. I will not be defeated. Is that right, Don? Are you still 4374 out there in Oklahoma? We lost our guests. Yeah, we did. Um, I didn't want to have Kali, who, I mean, this is a man who is constantly on the phone. He's an organizer. He's a community organizer. Would you all let me know if you can hear me? Where's India? What happened to India? You all left India in the other chat room? Come on, folks, you didn't leave India behind. You didn't leave India behind. I'm so surprised that you all would leave India behind. Somebody email India, find India, go get her. Navaksar, you're in charge, go get her. I'm glad to have you up, Navaksar. You were really trying. Uh, (coughs) So tell me if you can hear me. Can you hear me? Alpho. Alpho, tell me if you can hear me. Tell me if you please tell me you hear me. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Drug trafficking is a problem of supply and demand. And so all, everything that we do, all of our policies, all of our laws, need to be evaluated or re-evaluated in terms of their impact on the supply of drugs 
or the demand for drugs. And those policies that are not um, having a substantial impact on one or the other need to be discontinued. We can no longer afford to lock up a person or a, a nonviolent drug user uh, at, at a cost equivalent to uh, tuition at Harvard University. Okay. Okay. You know what, we gotta go, I'm sorry. Our Common Ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves. Join us in this conversation. I'll be listening for you. This is a test. Everybody in the chat room, Navoxor, guests, tell me you can hear me. I want to know if I'm in the right chat room. Alpha, am I in the right chat room? India, am I in the right chat room? Somebody tell me I'm in the right chat room and you can hear me. Okay, everybody's in the chat room. Can you hear me in the chat room? Oh, hell yeah. What does a sister have to do? Damn, this has been the the talk show Olympics up in here tonight. You're right, India, but damn. God damn. <laughs> a lot. I, I, he was willing to wait, but... You you don't have somebody waiting on a on a show for a whole hour. I love you guys. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, what I did was I had to reschedule the show. I had to come out of that episode, reschedule real quick before eleven o'clock hit, and start all over. So we're gonna spend uh, the next uh, fifty two minutes, and, and we're gonna do what we came here to do, because that's what we came here to do. But this is what I said. Uh, I'm going to try to, I, I did some shout-outs, some real serious shout-outs um, um, to some fabulous people uh, who have done us so proud, uh, so uh, so much so, um, starting in the middle of the week with that fabulous young sister whose African soul soared around the world, Gabrielle Douglas. And uh, if you want to see yourself, if you want to see your ancestors, if you want to be your African soul, then you had to see Gabrielle Douglas. You had to roar with Serena Williams, who soared to Olympic gold victory this morning in women's single, or Dominic Blake, professional track and field athlete from Jamaica. Then you had to roll with the brother Colin Jones in Proud, who won the silver in the men's 50 meters freestyle today. Uh, not today, yesterday. Congratulations to him from uh, Kenya. And then, and then you had um, our brothers and sisters from Barbados. All through, you were represented 
all through the African diaspora this week at the Olympics with victory. That's what we need to keep in mind. The young sister, uh, Gabrielle Douglas, had to remind us of that. LaShawn Merritt pulling out of Olympic competition due to a hamstring injury. But he's still a champion. Still a champion. Um, and you, you will never, you saw yourself. I can't think of the brother's name from Nigeria who, when he finished his race, the other competitors were just laying on the ground like carnage, like like he had just blown through them when Africa rises. And, of course, my grandson and I celebrated the victory of a well career well done with Michael Phelps young brother you know i you, you think about it you look back and you look at dominique dawes and what she was able to accomplish and then you look at this glorious gabrielle douglas um just um black magic woman in the air she can fly there's no doubt about it she can fly thank you for being with us and thank you for sticking with us and helping us through this bad, a really bad technical problem. I have no idea what was going on. I was running my mouth, and I was bringing it down to the, I was bringing it down, and there I was. Nobody was hearing me, and I am so pleased. The tears just came to my eyes to see my dear sister, Natty Reb, in the chat room. So good to see you, my sister. Thank you. You know, you raise your hands in gratitude to the ancestors and to what they have set up for us. You are one tough sister, and I salute you. It hasn't been a day that I've been on this microphone that I have not called your name, and it's so good to see you in our chat room tonight. So good to see you. Even though we had to let Kali Akuno go because of the technical difficulties, he could hear me. We were having a good time. I love you, Natty Reb. I love you, Natty Reb. I love you, my sister Marpessa. Lord, I'm just I'm just holding you so tight and giving you such big love. Such big love. And you tell that Joffrey, I love him too for taking such good care of you and all those boys and your dear, beloved, our dear, beloved sister-daughter, Amira, for taking care of you. Thank you so much. But we're not going to waste the time, even though Kali has agreed that he will come back uh, next week. I just couldn't ask this hard-working brother to... Um, to um, uh, just sit there while I'm trying to figure out what in the heck was was happening. But it's good to have all of you with us, and we're going to move on with this program because I think our our topic tonight uh, we had uh, planned on um, talking about 
police out of control in our community when and when it comes to black people. They're even more so out of control. The Malcolm X grassroots movement released a report on extrajudicial killing. Uh, and I wanted you to know that uh, this report is detailed and extensive. If you go to our Common Ground uh, Facebook page, you will find the report and you should read it. It shows that since January 1st, 2012, there have been 110 documented black people killed by police. That amounts to being killed by police every 40 hours. Since the shooting of Trayvon Martin, police have killed over 80 black people to you and to me and to everyone in our community. This is outrageous and unacceptable. The report is titled Report on Extrajudicial Killings of 110 Black People since January 1st, 2010, and it shows that every 40 hours in this United States of America, one black woman, one black man, or child is killed by police and by a smaller number of security guards and self-appointed vigilantes. These are some startling findings. You should know about them. It should be utmost uh, in your um, agenda for what is important in our community. And I'm going to share with you um, some information that I put together just for you and for our discussion, and we're going to review it. Our number is 347-838-9852. And uh, right after that, we'll be talking about it. We've got some time. We do have a very concrete police state here in the United States. Police brutality cases on the rise since 9-11 is disturbing and alarming at the same time. Federal prosecutors are targeting a rising number of law enforcement officers for alleged brutality. Sergeant John Miller and officers David Carey, Dennis Spaulding, and Jason Zulo. Charges include conspiracy against rights, excessive force, false arrest, and obstruction of justice. The officers abuse their positions of authority to deprive people of their constitutional rights under color of law. In simple terms, they behave like bullies with badges. The heightened prosecutions come as the nation's largest police union fears that agencies are dropping standards to fill thousands of vacancies and scrimping on training. It was five years ago this week that off-duty and drunk Chicago police officer Anthony Abadi Jr. went off on the 125-pound bartender who had refused to serve him any more alcohol. Not surprisingly, Federal records show the vast majority of police brutality cases referred by investigators are not prosecuted. The police departments across the country have scrambled to fill vacancies. Does it look like he... Boom, boom, and now to the ground he goes. The recruiting effort, which often features cash bonuses, has intensified since 9-11 because many police recruits have been drawn to military service. The good officers know who the bad officers are. Veteran LAPD officers in trouble with the law. 48-year-old Jeffrey Quinton is under arrest accused of stealing from a luxury hotel in Laguna Beach where he worked while off-duty. A deputy on the other side of the law tonight and out of a job, too. He's accused of using excessive force. Officers are supposed to be the peacekeepers, and in fact, they are the hellraisers. This is what happened to Kelly Thomas. Strangers who watched helpless, 
say the violent after effects that you see here happened at the hands of six Fullerton, California police officers. We must continue to unite and fight the brutality in numbers. A handicapped teenager named Jesse Kersey was stopped by police. And when the teenager, who also had a speech impediment, tried to explain his condition to the officer, Willie Hooper, well, the cops thought that he was being disrespected by Kersey. And in fact, court papers go on to explain that a neighbor who saw this dispute... as if they were. Where? Two decades ago, Rodney King became a household name and a verbal symbol of injustice at the hands of law enforcement. As the shocking video of police brutality made headlines across the country because American cops engaging in such behavior was still relatively rare. Now flash forward to modern day history where you could surf the internet and find similar examples of police brutality, harassment, and oppression almost on a daily basis. Images of police beating protesters and other innocent bystanders has become a normality in our culture as America sinks into the depths of a tyrannical police state. Ten cents for some lemonade, guys. Two more? Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much for your business. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> no, I have nothing to hide. 
the bubble touches me, I'm going to be arrested for assault. Do you understand me? Yes, that's right. It's a deliberate act on your behalf. I'm going to arrest you. Do you understand me? Right. You're going to be in handcuffs. All right? You either knock it off with the bubble, you touch me with that bubble, you're going into custody. Right? I'm putting it away. Right, thank you. But I would also like to know. You want to be? Get your ID handy? Do you have your ID? Because I'll explain something to you. In the state of Arkansas, here, you make sure you get the name. The best State of Arkansas. Get out of my garage. No. Not welcome on my property. You want to bait the police? You throw that on me or that other officer, and it gets in her eyes. It's a detergent. You'll be going into custody. I do we understand that. each other? I do. I and put it away. I am doing that. That's right. Discussion's over. Can you get off my property? I need your ID. I'm standing in my garage. Yes, sir, you are. You are violating my Fourth Amendment. Show me a search warrant. I'll have no, you're in my property. No, no, no. You're not Contact welcome here. You. You're not. So I need your driver's license. I need some form of ID. If you could treat me with a I just did. I just did. I. You got what you deserve. You got my respect. Right? I don't feel very. That's terrible. Trying to keep you happy. My heart. Right? Very me. For what? Am I under arrest? I'm under arrest. Give me the board now. You've been warned. I want the board now. I am a legal citizen of the Give me the board. Give me, you've been warned. Let go. Let go of the board. You give it to me, I'll smack it. Yeah, I don't have a problem. Shut your mouth, I'm talking. Eric, shut up, dude. You've been warned. I warned you last time. Did you skateboard down High Street? Yes. No, okay, fine. Where are you from? Sit down! I gave you a warning, yes or no? Did I not give you a warning? You gave me a warning. Okay. I have a right in the United States. I know my right. I don't give it. Give it, shit. Sit down, I'm not a dude. You're damn right you're calling your mother. Give me the board. Give me the board. How do I get it back? Have your parents come down and pick it up. money? No, it doesn't. You take my skateboard. I didn't do anything. You see this? Yes, just see this. I took the board. You have a problem with it? I have a problem. Then bring your parents down. We'll discuss. How good? Go for it. First of all, you better learn how to speak. I'm not man. I'm not dude. I am Officer Rivieri. Yeah, the sooner you learn that, the longer you're going to live in this world. SWAT members coming into this home, apparently they say to serve a search warrant for a murder suspect. And when they came into the house, there was a lot of confusion, a flash bang thrown through the window. The grandmother of that little girl, Ayanna Jones, also startled. Apparently, somehow the gun, according to Detroit police, went off. They're calling it an accident. The seven-year-old shot in the neck.
Now, here's a little story I got to tell about three officers you don't know so well. It started way back last January with officers UNC Steck and South Duke They ran into a boy named Jordan Miles, a real good kid who for sure was mild. But he was found guilty before a trial because he's a young black man in the wrong part of town. Sandra, the victim did not live here, but he came here every weekend and stayed here to take his mother to church. But this Sunday, instead of praising, this family is planning a funeral, and they want to know why the victim came out onto his stoop, also near the stoop, an undercover officer. But how the confrontation unfolded from there is what the family is disputing. Quietly, his casket is carted into the Palmasia Baptist Church in Hayward. Once inside, the silence is shattered. Uncontrollable grief grips the hundreds who file into the church to mourn Oscar Grant's death and remember his life. Police say a 21-year-old man killed himself in the back of a squad car. But Carter's mother says that story just doesn't add up. Over the weekend, Carter was arrested in Jonesboro, Arkansas, for drug possession and a missed court date. Was searched twice, handcuffed behind his back and double locked. But police say shortly after placing him in the car, they heard a loud thumping noise. When they checked on Carter, he was slumped over with the shot in the head and a small caliber gun nearby. Any given officer has missed something on a search, you know, be it drugs, be it knives, be it razor blades. This instance happened to be a gun. Police say Carter committed suicide, but how does a person reach for a gun and shoot themselves in the head while handcuffed? Carter's mother says her son was left-handed, yet the, he was shot in the right temple. What do you think happened to your son? I think they killed him. I mean, I mean my son was suicidal. Police are still investigating the incident. Jonesboro Police Chief Michael Yates admits the story is bizarre and defies logic and is now ordering and offering further details. We've reviewed the uh, dash cam video and as late as today managed to uh, have some witnesses come forward that observed the uh, incident from start to finish and uh, their statements tend to support that uh, whatever transpired in the back of that police car transpired uh, in the back with the officers in a different location. Yates met with local African-American leaders and reportedly told them that the FBI is also investigating. The community wants answers. The point is, this is strange. You know, this, this did, and it certainly demands further investigation and explanation. It's not just a black thing. A human being died in the backseat of a police car while handcuffed. Amen, Reverend. Chavis Carter is dead, and we don't know why. The police report shows that Carter and just had $10 worth of marijuana on him. Oh my 
government is critical to keeping the government in its place. But while government loves keeping an eye on us, it hates it when we keep an eye on it. And it's been easier to do so. It makes it more dangerous. More and more citizens are recording their interactions with the police using simple and perfectly legal devices like their cell phones. And the cops don't like that one bit, increasingly resisting the tapings with force and even jail time. Now there's probably someone who's going to be around with a cell phone camera to take a video and post it on YouTube. And really, I mean, transparency is, I think, half the battle. This little thing is a weapon against tyranny. Simon Glick, a Boston lawyer, was arrested in 2007 for using his cell phone video camera to record a man who was being beaten by Boston cops. Bystanders were heard shouting, you're hurting him. Glick never interfered or obstructed the police in any way. He was 10 feet away, nearly recorded what was occurring in open view before the world. to know what they're doing. To that end, police in particular, you know this, we just saw it, have been known to trample the constitutional rights of people all the time. What you have a right to know is that you absolutely can video and audio tape. The police routinely violate the Constitution when they pull over your car or stop you on the street. They ask you intrusive questions that you don't have to answer. They sometimes even rough people up. They push them off their bicycles. They threaten them with guns. They basically treat you like you're guilty of a crime before you've even been charged or convicted of one. The Constitution protects you from this type of police behavior. And many Americans have realized that policemen, often not caring about the Constitution, need to be photographed. So courageous Americans have decided to video and audio tape their interactions with law enforcement as a way to protect themselves from police mistreatment or to prove what happened. Yet big government is so afraid of people recording the police, it tries to ban the practice. This is completely unconstitutional. The First Amendment guarantees our right to free speech. That includes the right to listen to and record what happens in public. Cameras and recording devices are simply modern-day note-taking. And if people are using them to keep the police honest, to tell the truth about law enforcement abusing rights, then it is the right of the people to record these affronts to the Constitution. For the government to record us is Orwell's 1984 come true. For us to record the government is a public right and a smart thing to do. Oh, 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 oh,
video technology is everywhere. Its use poses unique opportunities and unique challenges for all of us. The same is true for police. If a video recording becomes a standard part of interactions with citizens, those who protect and serve may be forced to make some difficult changes in how they execute their public responsibilities. And the honest witness that video can provide is all too absent from many of law enforcement's most intense interactions. Cameras are everywhere, and they can be a valuable tool for transparency and accountability in law enforcement. Not only should the average citizen be able to film if they think the actions of an officer are out of line, but police should employ cameras. They provide great evidence, and if there's a question, it'll show was their use of force justified. Freedom-fighting patriots believe quite correctly that it is their First Amendment right to film the police in public. And yet they, like so many across this country, are being told by law enforcement that they do not have the right to film the police. America, if we can't keep an eye on the police, how can we keep them accountable to the people they are sworn to serve and protect? We need an end to this East Germany-like infringement on our inherent right to free speech. You can film the police in the... Since January 1st, 2012, police and a much smaller number of security guards and self-appointed vigilantes have murdered at least 120 black women and men. These killings are not accidental. They are not random acts of violence, are the work of rogue You're crime. listening to Our Common Ground, speaking truth to power and ourselves. Thank you for being with us tonight. Tonight at Our Common Ground, state terrorism against the people, police brutality, and a new report brought to us by the Malcolm X Grassroots Movement. Thank you for being with us, broadcasting brave, bold, and black. I'm Janice Grant, and I'll be listening for you. at our common ground, and we extend our apologies for the uh, deep and complex and I don't know what happened, technical difficulties at Blog Talk Radio tonight. Uh, we did decide, because this this program topic is so important, that we will repeat the broadcast we had planned for tonight next Saturday night at 10 p.m. Kali Okuno, who was our guest, and he and I had uh, a, a really nice chat that nobody could hear um, <laughs> at the beginning of the program before we had to do the return, the retread, or whatever we are doing now. So thank you for being with us. And the question still remains, how much of the are we going to tolerate as a community um, of police terrorism against, especially against our children 
and against our community. Uh, the Malcolm X Grassroots Movement has released a report, the report on extrajudicial killings and its uh, details, 110 black people who have been killed by police or security people or vigilantes since January 1st, 2012. And you would think, uh, given the kind of scrutiny police received over some of these killings, especially the one um, uh, Oscar Grant uh, in in California, you would think that uh, there would be a decline in police violence, but we have seen a marked increase. We have heard the voices of loved ones to police terror in our community, the mothers of Kenneth Harding, Derek Jones, Derek Gaines, Raheem Brown Jr., James Rivera, Oscar Grant. But we have not seen, even since uh, in July 8, 2010, the L.A. jury came back with a verdict of involuntary manslaughter, which left thousands of us um, stunned over what was happening in Oakland in regard to the Grant verdict, uh, which was also overshadowed at the time by another controversial decision being made that day. We paid more attention to what basketball team NBA star LeBron James would choose. And one of the major points in the uh, Malcolm X grassroots movement report is about how much we do not hold the media responsible. But instead of a decline in police violence, we have seen marked in, uh, increase. We have witnessed an outrageous 680,000 people stopped and frisked in New York City, with over 90% of those stops being black and brown men, with less than 5% resulting in any weapons or drugs recovered. Stop and frisk has become sanctioned and a part of police protocol in this country. And my question tonight is, if it led to the shooting death of unarmed Marley Graham, uh, police shooting a motorist, Hernandez, Dowdy in Memphis, uh, police shooting of a 19-year-old Kendrick McCade, McDade in uh, Pasadena, and an officer in Chicago shooting an innocent bystander named Rakia Boyd. And then we've seen police in White Plains, New York, shoot unarmed Army vet Kenneth Chamberlain and Oakland police shoot high school senior Alan Bluford and all the others who have not been reported. In this report, it states that every 40 hours in the United States, one black woman, man, or child is killed by police. Every 40 hours. Um, 
more than two years ago on New Year's Eve, police killed two innocent men, Oscar Grant, Adolph Grimes in New Orleans, and shot Robert Tolan in Houston. And this is what motivated this very important report. Rosa Clemente of the uh, Malcolm X Grassroots Movement commented about what we see before us. She said that nowhere is a black woman or man safe from racial profiling, invasive policing, constant surveillance, and overriding suspicion. (coughs) Excuse me. All black people. I usually mute my phone when I have to cough, but I'm afraid to touch any of this equipment because we might go berserky again. Rosa Clemente went on to say that all black people, regardless of education, class, occupation, behavior, or dress, are subject to the whims of the police in this epidemic of state-initiated or condoned violence. I call it state terrorism. The report was produced by uh, Malcolm X Grassroots Movement and the No More Trayvon Martin campaign. And Kali Akuna will return to explain to us how the report shows how people of African descent remain subjected to institutionalized racist policies and procedures that arbitrarily stop, frisk, arrest, brutalize, and even execute black people. The killings will continue despite calls for investigation and lawsuits. And and we are urging you to read this report and join in demanding that the Obama administration implement a national plan of action for racial justice to stop these killings and other human rights violations being committed by the government. If you want to know what it is that we can do That is one thing that we can do. And if you go to our Common Ground Facebook page, you'll find the link to the full report that you can download. I am suggesting you download it. You have the adult people in your circle of friends read this report because we can talk about how much we want to shore up the the content of educational curriculum and and effectiveness in our community. We can talk about all those things. But if we do not stop the killing, I mean, these people, you have to understand, your tax dollars pays the salaries and the operational funding of every police department in this country. When you pay your federal taxes, Police departments get money from almost every major federal agency, HHS, DOE, Department of Labor, Health and Human Services, Urban Housing and Urban Development, Homeland Security. They get grants and funding for almost everything they do. When you see a cop car or patrol vehicle 
coming down your street, some part of federal dollars has been used to purchase that that car. So that means that, Alpha, you own, own some police vehicles up here in Boston. And Don, I own some police vehicles out there in Oklahoma and uh, Natty Reb, some of those police uniforms and police um, ammunition and billy clubs and um, computers down there in Delaware. I got a piece of that too. But you see, one of the th- one of the reasons I played that long that's a long feature. Usually, I keep my try to keep my features under five minutes. But you have to see the whole complexity because not only are they continuing violence, harassment, and terrorism against black people, they are empowering themselves in dealing with children. Did you hear that part of the feature where the guy took the skateboard from the guy and told him he was going to call his mother and the little boy was was protesting. Little white boy was just protesting that he has a right. And the cops was telling him over and over, you have no right. Now, that little boy, when he gets to the police station with his mother and father and probably their lawyer, will figure out that he does have some rights and he will rescue his rights from the police department. Our children, on the other hand, will never be able to do that. I'm going to take a break. We've only got a few minutes up in here. Our number is 347-838-9852. And when I come back, I can take your calls, but I have some other stuff I want to talk to you about. This is Our Common Ground. I'm Janice Graham. And my last apology for all the technical difficulties you know, I you know I want to holler. What my fault? I'll be right back. The most powerful force on the earth: a soul of fire. The soul of fire. The soul of fire. Soul of fire. Spirits be not a Soul of fire. Spirits be not a Soul of Fire with Dr. Matthew V. Johnston. Soul of Fire with Dr. Matthew V. Johnston. Live, common, riveting talk radio. Stoking the flames within. Premiering on TruthWorks Network, August 1st, 10 p.m. I believe in truth. I believe in truth. I believe in truth. I believe in truth. Truth works.
You're listening to Our Common Ground. Kick-ass, black, and bold. Talk radio that matters. I'm Janice Grant, and I'll be speaking truth to power. Saturday, 10 p.m., Our Common Ground. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Hey, India, it's Janice. Us talk chicks got to stick together. You and your real raw right now, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Monday through Friday, and me and my brave black and bold Saturdays, 10 p.m. There's no doubt. Us talk chicks, we know where the real talk is, and we know what to do. On their radio, you. It's a cold and crazy world that's raging outside. But baby, me and all my girls are bringing on the fire. Show a little leg, gotta send me your chest. Our coming round, speaking cup to cup. I'm Janet Grant.
there were about 13,000 murder victims in 2009. The 2010 data is not yet available. There are about 250,000 250,000 people in in the in the in the US. 250,000 250 million people in the US. Uh, assuming there was one murderer per victim, the murder rate of all Americans is only 0.0052%. Now, let's compare that to police there were 13% fatality-type misconduct actions, meaning police, um, that comes out to be about 330 misconduct fatalities among police. In the U.S., there are, at the time in the 2009 uh 2009 data that I'm working with here, there were 415,000 police officers. That's almost a 0.08% murder rate compared with, okay, we're going to compare it with the regular people, non-police officer murders. The police officers, 0.08% murder rate, compared with 0.0052 of the general population. That would indicate police are 16 times, 16 times more likely to murder. You want to know where your tax dollars are going? Okay. There were 30 cases of state-sanctioned or justified murder of black people in the first three months of 2012 alone. And it has been found that they would, that there, there's some underreporting of discriminatory methods of documentation. And it is likely, according to the Malcolm X grassroots movement report, it is likely that there are more that the research did not uncover. Of the 30 killed people, 20 were definitely unarmed. Two probably had fire guns, firearms. Eight were alleged to have non-lethal weapons. Of the same 30 killed people, 12 were innocent of any illegal behavior or behavior that involved a threat to anyone. Eight were emotionally disturbed and are displaying strange behavior. And the remaining 10 were either engaged in illegal or potentially illegal activity. Or there was too little information to Determine the circumstances of their killing. In most cases, where planned, investigations of the deaths of these 30 people, just this pool of people, have not been completed. 
We hope to have you back here with us at Our Common Ground next week, right at the same time. Don't forget that we have Soul of Fire at TruthWorks Network on Wednesday night at 10 p.m. with Dr. Matthew V. Johnson. And on Friday night, The Alpha Show at 10 p.m. Coming up at the end of the month, we're adding a new show to TruthWorks Network, Working Wild Black with uh, Ricardo Jones. And we hope that you will make some plans to stay with us on that. Thank you so much for being with us, and I apologize once more for um, the crazy whatever was happening in um, Blog Talk Radio land. Just like the city that stagger on the coastline in a nation that just can't stand much more Like the forest buried beneath the highway Never had a chance to I'm Janice Graham and I thank you so much for being with us tonight here at Our Common Ground Winter is coming to America And now it's winter in America Yes, that all of the hills have been killed uh, sent away Yeah, but the people know the people know it's better uh, 